This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment on a Friday inside the Electric Factory. It is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, you know where to get at us if you want to get involved in the conversation on Twitter. Before we get to that, though, I got a real simple uh, question hypothetical scenario for you here, Arthur Moose, all right? Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm you, nervous. You and I have played this game before. Start one, bench one, cut one. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we'll, we'll do that with similar position guys normally. You know, who you would keep and start, who you would bring off the bench, and who you would say ta-ta to. Ta-ta? Do people still say ta-ta? Ta-ta for now! Whew, I ain't know. I ain't know where we was going with that uh, one. It made okay. me nervous. Listen, you know, just, just it's, it's April first. You never know. A, I didn't know if it was like a jokey jokey show. I didn't know if it was going jokey jokey or this if it was like serious. Come on, bro. It's it's April first. You said I can't take. I I got to be on guard. I just didn't know where you was going with this, man. On guard. You know. Bench one. Well, let me put this correctly. Start one. Bench one. Cut one. Arthur Motes. Okay. You ready for this? I hope so. I'm nervous, though. The NFL Draft Edition. Okay. Malik Willis, mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter. Start one, bench one, and cut one. All right. Well, I'm going to cut Kenny Pickett. I'll start Desmond. And, uh, you said start benching. What was the other one? You said start bench and cut. cut. Yeah, yeah, so I'll cut Kenny. I'll bench Malik, and then I'll start Desmond. Do I need to give my reasoning as well? Ooh. I think I'm picking up on what you're putting down. You're going to give Malik the the time on the bench. You're you're going with Desmond as your more plug-and-play guy, and then you're getting rid of Kenny Pickett. Fair, right? So, is that, is that fair? Sure. Am I wrong? You know what they say happens when you assume. I was going to let you roll with it. You know, I didn't want to step on your toes. I mean, if that's how you interpreted it, then I was going to let you interpret it that way. All right, tell me how to interpret it. It's your answer. Well, for me, I think that... Desmond and Kenny have similar floors in the sense that they're both going to come in and I think in the right situation can play right now. But I think that Desmond has more athletic ability than Kenny, and that's the part that I like about him. I saw, you know, what he was able to do at the Senior Bowl, especially with some of the under center rollout stuff, more just pro-style plays. I think that you can get a little bit more out of him long-term than you can a Kenny Pickett. But then when I think of Malik, I think Malik has the most upside of all these guys, but he's also the wild card of the group because upside is only cool if it materializes. If not... Potential, right? right. That dirty P word. I was going to say, if not, you got an undersized quarterback that has problems you know in terms of throwing the ball consistently on schedule and granted he uses his athletic ability when he gets himself into trouble to get out of it but it's a difference when you're playing at liberty doing some of these things versus at the nfl where it's a lot faster certainly he's not going to be the first athletic quarterback that we've seen in the nfl that's just the reality of it we've seen fast quarterbacks we've seen athletic quarterbacks he's not the strongest song we've seen in the nfl We've seen guys throw it and have good accuracy and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you have to put it together. And a lot of guys struggle putting both of those things together in terms of being able to throw consistently on schedule and be able to do some of the off-tempo stuff. That's why when we speak of a Russell Wilson, we speak of him in such high regard because he's a guy that has mastered both elements. When we talk about Mike Vick, he was a guy who had mastered both elements, but it's just not a lot of guys that are like that doing what both of those things can do in terms of being able to do it on schedule and being able to be off tempo, being able to utilize the arm strength and use their legs and judgment. And you think about how many quarterbacks have come through 
that you look at and say, man, I like this about him, but that's got to get developed. I mean, we're still talking about that with Dwayne Haskins right now, right? Correct. Can you clean up your footwork and become a more accurate passer like we saw in college? It's no guarantee that he could do it, and I thought that coming out, he was viewed as a better, more surefire prospect than Malik and Kenny. And we see where we're still having question marks about him right now. Mm-hmm. That's my only reason why I would do it like that. But I do like yo yo. I mean, we're pretty much in the same way, just a little bit different of the reason is with it. So you surprised me there. I thought your answer was going to be that you would start Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. that you would bench Malik Willis, and that you would cut Desmond Ritter because I thought the logic would be Kenny Pickett, the most you know plug and play ready, Willis, the guy with the bigger upside, but you give him time to to marinate a little bit, mm-hmm. right? There, I think, is a common conception as it relates to the quarterbacks in this draft class. And obviously, there's outliers, and and you could be one of those. But I think a majority of people have bought into the idea that Kenny Pickett is the most ready to go right now, Mm -hmm. and Malik Willis is the guy with the highest upside, you know, the biggest ceiling, if you will. But you're telling me that you think Ritter is more ready to go than Kenny no, Pickett right now. that's not what I said. I didn't say that Ritter was more pro-ready. I said I think both of those guys have similar floors, meaning that if Kenny's pro-ready is an 8, I don't think Desmond is no more, no further down than a 6 or a 7. And to me, that's not that far away from pro-ready. But then when I add on Desmond's size and athletic gotcha. ability, gotcha. that's the difference maker to me. Both of the guys, I think, are going to come in in the right situation and be good. I don't think either one of those guys can go and take a franchise that is terrible and make them good. I don't see that in either one. I agree. But in a proper situation, both can be well. I just think that Desmond gives you a little bit more upside with his athletic ability because I don't think that Kenny is just light years ahead of Desmond right now. When I cut the tape on, Kenny does some exciting things, but I also feel like Kenny is viewed this way. I know for us it's different because we are in Pittsburgh. So we've heard it at Nazem. We It always starts here in terms of the hype train. But to me, I'm just not a guy that likes to talk myself into a guy just because it's the combine, just because it's the draft coming up. If I didn't have this energy about this guy while the games were being played, Correct. if I didn't have this energy about this guy when I watched his games Correct. and reviewed his tape, while all of a sudden now because it's the draft coming up, I'm going to start talking myself into this. I just don't want to do that. That's not what I do. But we see this every single year, and that's why you get guys getting drafted higher than where they were supposed to. Mitch Trubisky being another prime example yeah. of a guy that you just talk yourself into, talk yourself into Marcus it. Mariota. And then when they come in there, you're like, oh, this guy actually isn't great. Oh, man, what, what, what could be going wrong, Paxton Lynch? What could be going wrong, Drew Locke? Like, what, what could be going wrong with these guys? And you're just like, well, if you would have watched them the whole time, you would have never thought that. But because it's the draft and we feel like we have to take a quarterback in the first round, we have to talk ourselves into these guys. That's how you get these quarterbacks being drafted way ahead of schedule. And now you're like, well, he's not that type of player. And that's why, for me, I just don't think that is that big of a difference between Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter if we're talking about them going into the same scenario. That's all. But what say you, though? Hail to Pitt. Uh, can I get reckless here for a minute? What's up, Hail to Pitt? So you know how it is, right? I'm, it's funny because you're the one. I mean, you're the one who's cutting Kenny Pickett. Now, if I said that, I'd, I'd get people in my nah, mentions. because you was going to start him. You're I already know you started him. You're Hell just a Pitt. hater. No, see, this is where I'm getting. This is where I'm getting <laughs> reckless. Okay, let's you hear ready for this? Here's, let's hear Hail to Pitt. Here's here's. Let, let, let's hear it. Would you stop? Uh uh-uh, uh, because I already know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> 
See, folks, he likes to wind me up. People, people email our bosses. They say, ah, oh, you got to tell that West oh, to stop oh, talking about oh. WVU so much. <laughs> but it's always Mozart. He's teeing Sweet me up like we're out there on the golf course and he's my caddy. Oh, oh, oh. Let me, let me hear Mr. West. M- no, Mr. my, my version of that song is not appropriate for these airways. <laughs> Because this is a family. This show just is two things, it. Arthur Motes. It's a fact-based show, and it's a family show. You just sing it and then blame it on it be April Fool's. Be like, oh, I didn't mean oh, to say that. Right. It was a joke. It was a April joke. Fool's. April Fool's. April Fool's. April Fool's. Come on, man. We got a built-in excuse today. We're good. That's true. You're right. That's like immunity. That's like radio immunity, I'm telling isn't you, it? I'm, anybody that has anything, an issue of anything that I've said today, hey, it was April Fool's. You know, you can't take a joke. Stop being sensitive. You can't yeah, take a joke. Stop being so sensitive. Come on, don't be what sensitive. are you, Captain Charmin over it's, there? It's April 1st. Come on, man. April Fools. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, all those mean things that Arthur Motes said about the curmudgeon media earlier. It's April Fools. April Fools, man. Y'all gotta chill out, man. April Fools, it's just man. A joke. Ha ha, funny, funny. Ha ha. I hope, ha, ha. I hope none of those media members are coming in here to slap you in the middle of your joke. Hey, all I know oh, is you know, there. not all of us have the patience and discipline of a Chris Rock. Mm-mm-mm. Arthur Motes, you ready for me to get reckless? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. I'm starting Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. I'm benching Kenny Pickett, and I'm cutting Desmond Ritter. And here's why. Because you love Kenny Pickett, and you want to give him the best chance to be successful long term. I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. You, you taking know, it's, it's funny how that's how you focus on. You focus <laughs> and not the fact that I'm starting Malik Willis, which is where I wanted to go. Because you're setting them up for failure, Mr. H2P. The, the whole adage of, oh, you know, his ceiling's not very high, but he's got a high floor. He's ready to plug and play right now. That doesn't get my juices flowing. That doesn't get me riled up. Oh, so you're saying this guy's going to come in and he's going to be Baker Mayfield. You know, Good right? quarterback, right? Yeah. He, he's going to come in, he's going to be Baker Mayfield, he's going to be Derek Carr, he's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get my blood pumping. Good quarterback? You can win games with that guy, absolutely. You win division titles, win some playoff games with that guy. But what gets me going as a fan, Arthur Motes, is potentially finding, you know, your next Ben Roethlisberger, your next guy who for 15 to 20 years is going to be the dude. And I realize that throwing Malik out there right away would be a little bit reckless. But for all intents and purposes of this exercise, Mm -hmm. we're doing this from the Steelers' point of view. Mm -hmm. You've revamped the offensive line. You got Najee Harris. You got Pat Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I, I certainly think that there could be worse situations for a young quarterback to come into than what would be Malik Willis, you know, being a, and this is completely hypothetical, obviously, being a day one starter here in Pittsburgh. But I'm willing to roll those dice more than I am. I'm going to rest on my laurels. I'm going to go with the guy who I think is, you know, going to be, give me a better chance to win games right now. I realize there's examples of that working. Aaron Rodgers set. Patrick Mahomes sat. Ben sat. Ben sat. Only for a couple weeks, but he still did. You're absolutely right. Um, Trey Lance has sat. We'll see how that works Tom out Tom Brady him. sat. Right? Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to You're right. You're right. <laughs> right. Now, there's also some examples like Jordan Love sat, right? And everyone feels like they're out on him at this point. So this this goes both ways. But I'm I'm of all those risks and calculations and, and all the different avenues I could go, I would rather get a little reckless on taking a chance with the guy that I think deep down there inside of him might have the goods. And so that's my thought process. Am I crazy? Am I reckless? Am I throwing Malik to the wolves? Well, I, we'll just try this exercise. 
You got on, your beautiful like, baby girl, like right? Real exercise. You got your beautiful baby girl, right? Hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, Olivia, five months old now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is almost she, six months. She walking yet or not yet? <laughs> no, she is not. She crawling and rolling. She's but, crawling but, a little bit. She's rolling. She has for sure. potential to probably be able to, you know, be awesome when she's up walking, running, riding her bike, jumping, do all type of stuff, right? She has that potential, right? I hope not, because I'd rather her just stay no, put no, and make no, it but, easier but, for her but to it, watch her. But in, real, in, in reality, <laughs> she has the potential that she's going to be able to do some great things when she's up and running and moving, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be some great memories. You're going to be smiling. You and wifey, y'all going to be like, man, look at her go. She sure. might even play a sport, right? Uh, hopefully she does. But but it's going to take time for her to develop that, right? Even though we might feel like she has that potential right now, that upside right now, it's going to mm-hmm. take some time. Now, how would you feel if we said, you know what? Let's not wait. Let's go, let's throw go put her, her on a now. bike right now. Let's go put her out there now. We know she has that chance. I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to play this game. Let's go. Let's go throw her out there and see what happens. What do you think? How do you think that's going to play out? That's all. Not good. It's a strong possibility it's going to be not good. So when I think of Malik, I look at him in that same way. It's like, yes, we're excited about him because he does have this crazy potential. He does have this crazy high ceiling in contrast to these other guys. But if his fundamental issues are going to cause him to not develop the way he needs to develop early on, you're only going to be setting this dude up for failure. And we also know in the NFL, we are very wishy-washy. We are very, what have you done for me lately? Mm, We don't really like to wait around. So as soon as a guy has a rough go at it to a Tagovailoa, think think about how the narrative has shifted on Tua. And it's like, man, well, what if he did actually get a chance to really just sit and develop, not keep trying to put him out there, keep trying to put him out there. But now we got bad film. Now we got bad film. Now we got bad memories. Now we talk about it's like, do you really believe in Tua? Do you not believe in Tua? Solely because what? They kept trying to put him out there before they gave him a chance to get his feet up under him, before he got a chance to, number one, get fully healthy. Those are some of the things that I'm just concerned about as it pertains to Malik. Because it's like, man, if we never thought he was – this surefire Trevor Lawrence-type prospect, Andrew Luck-type prospect, and even those guys in their own right struggled early on. Yes, they did. Why would we take a guy that we view as lesser than right now but expect him to just magically have more success out the gate than those guys? That's the part for me where I just, I don't like that. But not everybody is as conservative as me as it pertains to that. I'm really conservative as it pertains to playing young guys, especially quarterbacks. That position is tough. And when we talk about a Baker Mayfield, a Kirk Cousins, a Ryan Tannehill, we poo-poo only because we had a Ben Roethlisberger. There are plenty of teams that have never experienced even that level of quarterback play. It's true. Because it's a lot more Drew Locks in this league than it is Baker Mayfield's, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tannehill's. But that goes right back to the Edmonds conversation of, oh, because they're not great, we don't view them in that same vein. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't hate a good quarterback. Sometimes you need a good quarterback to get you until you can find that great one because it's not often that they come around. Ain't that the truth. Hence why we put such a premium on them and those guys get paid $5,100 million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's good quarterbacks, Arthur Motes. They're like money. They don't grow on trees. Not at all. I mean, think about how many times we repeat the same good quarterbacks over and over. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Well, those two been in this for how long now? Long time. You notice how that list never really grew. It was like, oh, we it was always five to seven, but it's still the same two, four, five guys in it. Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. Yep. same guy in that conversation. Deshaun Watson, he's been the same guy in his conversation. It's like we repeat it. Even with Ben, 
It was in the same and Peyton Manning over and over him and, Drew and over. Brees right. And it's not like every year we're bringing in new franchise quarterbacks that are coming. It's like, oh, these, I see, I told you they grow on trees. Every year you get one of these guys. Just drop in the first round. It's like, it's a lot more first round bust at quarterbacks a lot more. than it is first round franchise quarterbacks. That's just the reality of it. So Arthur Motes has convinced me not to just go home and throw my five-month-old daughter on Bro, a Bro, come on, man. I was about to do it with you. I was going to say, you throw your daughter on a bicycle, I'm going to throw my little man in the pool and be like, yo, I think you're going to be swim. able to swim really good when you get older. Go for it right now. Just just learn right now. I, I think you got the potential. When Michael Phelps for me, baby. Listen, when you're 12, you're going to be swimming really good. I know you're six right now. Get in there. Have at it. In the deep end. No life jacket. <laughs> and I'm not watching. <laughs> Here's a, here's a $20 bill. I'll pick you up in a couple hours. I, I know you got potential. <laughs> and dri- drive yourself home while we edit. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of the tweets here. Oh, you're funny. I like you. You're funny. It's April Fool's, man. We just got to have fun with it, man. <sighs> Katie tweets us. Hey, guys, so happy to have you back. Can I get a birthday shout-out? I'm 24 Kobe year. Thanks Let's for doing what you guys do. Go. My favorite Steelers show. Thank you, Katie. Absolutely. And happy birthday. Mamba. Happy birthday to you. Shoot the rock, shoot it. Happy birthday to you. Mamba mentality. Happy birthday, dear Katie. 24 better than 8. Happy birthday to you. Be the same beast at a different animal. And many more. Kobe system, Katie system. Let's go. Katie also adds, do we know where training camp will be? I got to plan my summer vacation. We do not know officially. Arthur Motes and I are not privy to any information. I want to be very clear with this. I'm being honest. Scout's honor. Hand on the Bible. Sworn oath. I am not privy to any information, but if I was a gambling man, <laughs> and if you listen to this show on Fridays during the regular fo- the regular season of the NFL, you gamble a little bit, just a little bit. Just, just a we tad. may or may not have a segment called "Get That Paper" where Maybe. we talk about our favorite lines of the week. There's a possibility. I I I would be willing to wager that the Pittsburgh Steelers will be returning to Latrobe based on two things. Okay, educated guesses here. I'm not privy to any information. I'm I'm really being honest. My educated guesses flow from this, that one, I know the Steelers tried to go to Latrobe last year, and the NFL told them no. So I don't know why suddenly they wouldn't try again this year. And the Buffalo Bills just a week or so ago got approval from the league to hold their training camp at a college off-site from their facility, similar to what the Steelers do with St. Vincent out there in Latrobe. So again, I'm not privy to any information. I'm not breaking any news. I don't know when this, you know, when training camp, where it'll be, Hinesfield, Latrobe, when that's going to be announced. But based off those two things, one, that the Steelers tried last year, and it was the NFL who told them they couldn't do it, and that the Bills have been granted uh, permission already to hold their camp at a local university, I know what they say happens when you assume. You get it right. Absolutely. But I think I think there is a a a very strong chance and likelihood that training camp will be returning to Latrobe. Again, though, I am not reporting that. I don't know that. But watch this space. That is something certainly that we will update on as soon as we know. I think you said that perfectly. You think that's fair, though, right? Based on those two things, that they tried to go last summer and that the Bills have been given permission to hold off, off-site yeah. training camp. I'm starting to add up these, you know, pick up these pieces. You put you know, The puzzle's yeah. starting to come together. That does. That sounds about right to me. Sound all right. 
Buddha. I just be excited time for people too, man. Getting back to Latrobe and all that good stuff. You know, I I listen, while there are certainly some elements of it that that I do not love, it is a very unique and cool experience. Uh, and for the fans, it is there's nothing better. There's not. For us, it can be a little difficult because instead of being in our cushy studios, you know, right around the corner from where we live in the air conditioning, we're out in the middle of a field in the summertime and in college dormitories like an, a, a little over an hour away from here. Mm-mm-mm. But for That for th- sounds... Whew. But you know, as long as Mr. Rooney's the boss and as long as Mike Tomlin is the general... District manager? I was like, what? Wait a minute. Not general manager because <laughs> he's literally, I'm trying to think of like a business analogy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I can't call him general manager because there is literally a, a general manager. He's the regional manager. All right. Maybe. There is a manager of the general. As long as Mr. Rooney's the owner and Michael Scott, I mean, Mike Tomlin is still Michael the. Michael Scott. What we shooting? Mel, uh, movies now? It's an, office, it's an office joke. Oh, man. Hold on, man. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Time out. Now you got it, bro. We got it. You got it. <laughs> I thought I had something I had. I, I, I got to think that there is a, a a very strong likelihood that the Steelers return to Latrobe. Uh, Buddha wants to know if we think Bruce Arians' retirement has anything to do with uh, some of the claims that Antonio Brown made about him and the fallout from that Jets game. I don't think so. Mm. I, I don't I don't think so. I think it is kind of like what Bruce or what B.A. said, though, in the sense of like, wanting to continue to give guys opportunities. I mean, you look at how he's formulated his staff. Women, minorities. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only coaches that did that. And he knows he's not turning over, you know, the reins to the franchise when all of a sudden you have to replace Tom Brady because yeah. you're getting Tom Brady back. And that sucks also when you think of most of these guys when they get their opportunities, Todd Bowles more importantly, you go into dumpster fire situations. So you put yourself in a bad situation for those younger those younger coaches, those minority guys trying to get an opportunity. So in this sense, he's also helping those guys out. And it also helps out our guy Larry Foote. Because ah. now he's the co-D coordinator down there. Shout out to old Footy Foot Foot. Second one from Buddha. Buddha says, uh, or also from Buddha, I should say, do you guys have a favorite April Fool's prank? And have you ever pulled any really good pranks? Ah. <sighs> I mean, it was this one time we said that, you know, somebody got shot, but then it was like, oh, you went too far with the joke. <laughs> really? Are you for real? Yeah. Oh, that is mean, that's a little too But far it was like, it's April Fool's. So we thought, where do you draw the line on April Fool's? It was like, yo, this is You shot. really do think that you just have immunity today, don't you? It's April Fool's. It's like, yo, 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 yo man, you ain't gonna believe what happened, bro. What's up, man? Bro, I'm telling you, man. They just shot him, dog. They shot, what? They shot, yes, bro. They shot him. Shot who? And nobody it was April Fool's. It was like, man, you son, da-da, don't you said that? And it was like, oh, that we could joke. So, yeah, <laughs> it was April Fool's, though, bro. It happens, right? <laughs> the, the, one that, the one that stands out to me, and this was not an April Fool's thing, but this was a prank thing. Um, I used to go, you know, like middle school years. Mm-hmm. I would go, we'd do like these long, like through our church, we'd do like these long retreat weekends, okay, right? Yeah. Where, you, you know, like you go to the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and you zip line, and you ride quads, and you do all that stuff, and you hear about Jesus, right? And you hear about Jesus. Well, there was, there's, <laughs> Why did there's, you say it like that? Come on, that's pretty good. That's what you hey, do. Man, you, know, you go jet ski, you go zip line. You play all day, you, hear you about jet Jesus. ski, you zip line, you do all that fun stuff, and you hear about Jesus. Lord, Lord, Lord. There were, you know, it's this big property, and there's two cabins on the property, and all the guys stay in one of the cabins, and all the girls stay in one of the cabins, and you're there for like three or four days. And no honky-tonking. No, honky-tonking? Wait, that's like country music, ain't it? You mean hanky-panking. 
Oh, and it was one of <laughs> one of those two. One, one of them things. Y'all, y'all catch my drift. One year, I think it would have probably been my seventh or eighth grade year, so I'm probably 13, 14 years old, something like that. We decided to bring smoke bombs, and when everybody was in, like, the, everyone's oh, in the rec hall, right? Y'all everyone's eating dinner. <laughs> everyone's eating dinner or whatever in the evening, right? Winding down, rec hall. Uh, me and my buddy Tom, I won't say his last name because I don't want to incriminate him. Me and my buddy Tom, we snuck into the girls' uh, cabin. We lit off this smoke bomb. We go back, right? We give the smoke bomb, you know, like a minute or two to really like seep out all the smoke and it's coming out of the windows and everything. And, and Tom and I do the, oh, the girl's cabin's on fire. The girl's cabin's on oh fire. Look, gosh. there's smoke. <laughs> Needless to say, we pulled kitchen duty the rest of the weekend, Tom and I. But that was probably the best prank I ever pulled. The I girls, like the girls like were not that. happy because all their stuff smelled like smoke because, you know, one of those little smoke bombs does a lot of damage. Yes. The camp was not happy because, you know, that's just not a very nice thing to do. So yeah, we we might have pulled uh we might have pulled kitchen duty. We might have been on KP the rest of uh the rest of that weekend. You know, in, me, in me the, and Tommy. In the art of judging, I just happen to think that your prank was a little bit more egregious than mine. I think me calling to say somebody got shot isn't as bad as you saying that that the thing was on fire. You know, so I'm saying, man. But you know, people die in fires, bro. It's not it's not okay to joke about fires. Not not with the Lord's camp. They trying to learn about Jesus. They worry about their Bibles getting sold on fire, man. Listen, it was it was not one of my finer decisions, all right? I realized that. But that's why I needed to go to camp and hear about Jesus. <laughs> we got about two minutes. We got about two minutes left here. <laughs> Me tweets us. <laughs> that's why I needed to go to camp to hear about Jesus. <laughs> Me tweets us. Number one, big bounce back, big rebound year for Chase Claypool. Um, yeah, I hope so. But I don't even think it needs to be a rebound. I think for him, man, as long as he could just be more consistent. Consistency because he still word. played well last year. It was just the immaturity was showing up at times. The Minnesota Vikings situation really put a black eye on what he was trying to accomplish last season. But if you can take some of that away, Chase still had a really good season last year. But he just has to clean up the the nonsense surrounding it, the comments at times. Like you said, the almost borderline like arrogance at times, man. That's the stuff that rubs people the wrong way. And that's why you kind of get this connotation about him in a sense, man. But yeah, I don't think he he, he needs to have a bounce back. I just think just, you know, focus, focus and a little some bit more. Yeah, yeah. Just be a little more mature. I think that's well said by you. Number two, me asks, my fiance got me a baby Yoda Chia pet as a gag gift. Should I grow it? Absolutely. Why not? Listen, she might have got it for you as a gag gift, but now you're going to make sure she's got to look at it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for at least a few weeks here, right? Oh, mandatory. Come on now. No, what you need to do, me, is a couple weeks from now, you need to send us a picture, follow up yeah, can we, with d- the baby Yoda Chia does he have a, a, Is it a pre-picture? Have we seen a picture of the pre-version? Where's the grown-up version? He got it right here on the on the screen here. Oh, that is you pretty can, fancy. You can see, yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, we're, we're in the, the big-time studio where only the, the captain oh, gets yeah. to see all the computer screens. You know, so it is a, I'm, it is a Friday. No I'm one, that means no right one's now. here in our building because I'm they only blind. work four days a week. And so we snuck into the fancy studio. This is what we baby. do. This is what we do. Final one for me. Final one for the day. Any good book recommendations? Yes, me. I've got a book for you that you have to read. It's called The Arthur Motes Theory of Life. Oh, hey, now. How about that? You like that? That's top notch. I knew. I was by, I got a recommendation. I wasn't even thinking about myself, but shout out to you for that. I what's like your, that. What's your recommendation? Oh, man, I'm reading about, you know, I'm, I'm into the gang culture. So I'm reading about a guy named Boxer. He was a, a hitman for the Mexican Mafia. Yeah, my wife got it for me for my birthday, man. I, actually, it was before my birthday. She got it for when I was taking my, my trip to for, Cali. For, to give you something to yeah, read. Yeah, and I'm, I'm almost finished with it. Probably got like 20 pages left. But I love I, it. I love it, bro. I'm always into like just hearing about the different cultures, man, the different 
you know, gangs and why they operate the way that they sure, do. Sure. Um, you know, just something that keeps my interest, something that, you know, just, yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. But it is cool to read. I, I love it. I used to read a lot of stuff like that. I did I did all the... It's called The Black Hand. I did all the Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potter and everything, mm. Hunger Games when was I was it, growing was it, uh, up. T- Token, right? Say so his last name? J.R.R. Token. Token. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have now. I'm a nerd, and I'm older, and everything revolves around sports. There's two books that I've read, like in the past year, that I would really recommend. One Steelers related, one Penguins related. Oh, hey, no. The Steelers one is called "The Ones Who Hit the Hardest," mm. and it's a book about the NFL in the '70s and how there was this polarizing Steelers versus Cowboys, and the Steelers were the blue collar mess you up team from the city that was you know becoming a rundown steel town, mm-hmm. and the Dallas Cowboys were the pretty team with the high flying All Americans who played in Texas and who were America's team. It's about you know the Steelers franchise, the Dallas franchise, and kind of how at that time it really felt like everybody was a team of one of or everyone was a fan of one of those two teams. Right. It's a really cool book. The other one is Phil Bork's book. Phil Bork Ooh, wrote a book okay, yeah, like yeah, two yeah. years ago called "If These Walls Could Talk," and it's just stories about you know Phil Bork his his decade as a player with the Penguins and now his you know two decades as a broadcaster. Yeah. Um, that is just dope for him though. A, man. a lot of the stories of his time around the Penguins organization. So I recommend both of those books as well as the Moats Theory of Life. Yeah, shout out to you, man. But yeah, uh, the ones who hit the hardest and uh, if these walls could talk. Yeah, and the book's available at MoatsTheory.com, by the way. Moats Theory. Since we asked, it's just MoatsTheory.com. Partner, that's going to do us for us today on this Friday. I do not want to keep you. I know you got things to do and people to see. I got people to prank. It's April 1st. Oh, I, you know what, folks? I'm going to be careful walking out to my car. I'm going to open the door, and there's going to be just packing peanuts what, what up I, to the what ceiling in my car. What if I your tire on the way out of here, and I say, hey, man, April <sighs> Fool's, <laughs> would you be upset with me? Would I would rather, that, would have, would I rather go the up there to a flat tire or a car full of packing peanuts? That's the question. Because uh, packing peanuts, tire. more of a cleanup, yeah. flat tire, more of an annoyance. Yes. Yes. Big time difference. G- yeah. Probably the flat tire. Yeah. I just have to find a way to get down the road to the gas station and yeah. get, some, get some air in that And In worst case, you could always call like a, I don't know. Triple A. Yeah. So, yeah. Peanuts, that's a lot of cleanup. Oh, yeah. That would be miserable. Yeah, it's a lot oh, of cleanup. Oh, and it might have a little scent to it at the end. You've been, I mean, you tell me yeah. you're reading these gang books. I'm worried I'm going to turn my car on and <laughs> next thing I, next thing I know, I'm going to be talking to Jesus. <laughs> That's for the mafia. We're not, we're not, I haven't got to the Italian mafia. I'm more on the Mexican mafia right now. Just, you know, it's a little different vibe, different vibe with them. <laughs> Big shout out to our buddy, Brian Bacco for giving us way too much of his time earlier. We're happy to have all of our guests back and in a normal schedule. We'll have Chris Carter join us on the show on Monday. Uh, big thanks to all of you, the power grid, the megawatts for contributing to the program as you always do. We're happy to have you guys back. And last but certainly not least, a big shout-out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Who, me? Let's go. Everybody enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday. We're back into our regularly scheduled programming now. Still subscribe to the podcast, Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcasts, but you can find us here high noon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as the offseason rolls along. We continue to get you ready for the NFL draft. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. As always, you know where to find us. It's at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.